I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome back to the podcast and this full-length audiobook presentation of Red Sin, book number one of the Sin series, written by New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal best-selling author Aletha Romig, and read to you by Samantha Prescott and Stephen Dexter. And now, episode 22 of Red Sin. Chapter 22. Julia. Van's gaze shimmered with the gold flecks. If you want to go home to your parents for the holidays, I wouldn't stop you. You aren't being held here against your will. I grinned, looking down at his arm around me. I am being held. It's not against my will. And I like it. I shrugged. Chicago is the last place I want to be. As far as the holidays, you don't so much as have a wreath on your door. I get the feeling you're not too into celebrating. I've lived alone a long time. There's not a lot of festivity when you're by yourself. He took my hand and led me to the soft leather sofa. I've already attended the obligatory parties, and I hosted the one for the Sherman and Madison executives and office staff. Here in your home? Wouldn't he want decorations if he did that? No, Van said, at a restaurant in Ashland. I leaned my head against his shoulder. This was supposed to be a special time, a week before my wedding. I scoffed. I had three days and two nights booked downtown at the Conrad with my bridesmaids. Including? I only had two, despite my mother wanting an entire court. I sighed. If you're asking if Beth was included, the answer is yes. As my maid of honor, she was. I gave that some thought. I suppose she wouldn't have been drinking. Have you spoken to Beth? I shook my head. Mom said she had. My stomach twisted. I've spoken to Vicky, the other bridesmaid. When it comes to Beth, I don't wish her ill. I just can't talk to her yet. Talking to Skylar at the hotel was enough. Van's fingers gently ran through the length of my hair. I've said it before, Butler's an ass. We had a house being built. It wasn't done. I sighed. I imagined hosting large gatherings there. Van reached for my chin, pulling my eyes to his. I'm sorry. For what? I'm sorry that you've been hurt, Julia. I'm here if you want to vent or lament. I didn't hurt you, and I never want to be someone who does. But just because you're away from your family and friends, know that I'm here. You're not alone. You never will be. An unexpected tear rolled down my cheek. Van wiped it away with his thumb. Seeing you cry breaks my fucking heart. I won't lie, it also makes me want to ruin him and his entire family. He has a baby to support. Ruining him would hurt an innocent child. Van turned toward the window, staring out toward the frozen bay. His jaw was set and his expression hard to read. I didn't know if he was thinking about what he could do to hurt Skylar, or if his thoughts were about something else light years away. Before I could ask, he wrapped his arm around me. Instead of the silence that settled around us feeling awkward, it was comforting as I laid my head back on his shoulder. 
The t-shirt against my cheek was soft, and his shoulder beneath was hard, the perfect pillow. I don't need to celebrate the holidays. It was as if my words brought Van back from his thoughts. I have to go into the office tomorrow morning. It's Saturday and Christmas Eve. Half the exchanges will be closed before I arrive. It doesn't matter how much of a workaholic I am. I can't conduct business when everyone else around the world is unreachable. He kissed the top of my head. That means that I'll be back a little after noon. Unless, unless what? You can come into Ashland with me. You can walk around the city, get coffee, go to the bakery, and get out of the house. I don't want to. I turned to him. Margaret said I looked familiar. After I talked to my dad, I realized why. Pictures of Skylar and me have been blasted all over the business news outlets, cable networks, and social media. The news of our canceled wedding was the cause of the first dip in the value of Wade. Wade's PR tried to counter it with fake news of us working out our problems. I saw your pictures. He grinned. Even though I was in town, I was most certain the reports of the two of you on a Caribbean island were exaggerated. It was my turn to look out the window. Beyond the darkness was the settled snow globe. I'm pretty sure this isn't the Caribbean. And I'm not him. You're not. Inhaling, I let out a long sigh. I liked Ashland when I stayed there, but I don't want to go into town and have anyone recognize me. Their opinions don't count. I'm not ready. You could turn in your rental car. I have more than a few vehicles here safer than that car. Ones you may drive if you want to go somewhere. I have a car at home. I looked up at him. I rented one for this interview in hopes of making it more difficult to be followed. I sighed. Have you ever felt like you don't belong anywhere? Like you're lost? You're not lost, Julia. You're home. If you don't want to go back to Chicago to pack your belongings, I'll have your things shipped here. You decide what will work best for you. No one else matters. A yawn snuck up on me. You're tired. I nodded. Van stood and took my hand, helping me stand. I have a few things I need to arrange. I can let you sleep undisturbed or... A small smile curled his lips. I can come back and cuddle. That made me smile too. You just agreed to cuddle. I did. I am tired. There's been a lot happening. I lifted my brow as my eyes widened. And a lot of sex. You can always say no. I don't want to say no. I feel like you've opened up a part of life that until recently I'd only heard about. A secret society where sex isn't merely an obligation, but something that's enjoyed and anticipated. When Skylar and I would- I paused and shook my head. I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk about him so much. You don't talk about other women. You were engaged up until a week ago. It's been a long time since there was anyone in my life worth discussing. The wedding picture in Van's office came back to me. Asking him again if he was married was on the tip of my tongue. Then again, 
I wasn't certain that at the moment I was prepared for the answer or the discussion that could ensue. Skylar isn't worth discussing either, I said, instead of voicing my question. That's the point. Everything between the two of us, since we were young, felt like we did it because we should. You know how that first kiss is supposed to be special and make butterflies fly around your stomach? Again, it's been a while. I will say I felt that and more the first time we kissed. The first time I've ever felt that way was with you, I admitted. With him, kissing, petting, and later when it was more, we did it because we should. It wasn't that either of us had a burning desire. The green in Van's eyes shimmered. I have a burning desire. Smiling and nodding, I replied. So do I, Van. Red sin. I'll come check on you before I go to bed. If you want me to stay here, I will. It's your house. Yours too. I would like nothing more than for you to refer to here as home. Following our kiss, Van left to do whatever he needed to do. After readying for bed, I slipped into a satin camisole and shorts and crawled into the big bed. There were a million questions and even more thoughts that should have kept me awake. But after my discussion with my parents, the only persistent feeling was exhaustion. It took all my energy to slide under the layers of blankets. My eyes closed, and the world faded away the moment I settled. At some point in the middle of the dark night, warmth radiated from another body. The room softly rattled with the sound of steady breathing. He'd come back, not for sex, but to cuddle. Van's presence gave me more than the ability to be close. It brought to life what his earlier words had said. Being near him like this filled me with a warm glow of peace, a sense of being home, and hope that together Van and I could make it through the unknowns, finding the place where we both belonged. Curling my body next to his, I closed my eyes and drew from his strength. Van had the ability to buy or sell or to save or destroy without concerns regarding the thoughts of others. While I didn't want to be unfeeling, I sought to learn from him. Opening myself up and doing as I was expected left me emotionally hurt. I didn't desire to hurt in return. I wanted to move forward. Van seemed capable of anything he set his mind to. Somewhere between falling asleep and waking, I wrapped my arm over his firm torso and vowed to learn more about this man, as I learned more about me and what I was capable of becoming. The end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Red Sin, book number one of the Sin series. Written by New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal best-selling author Aletha Romig. And read to you by Samantha Prescott and Stephen Dexter. You can find out more about Aletha Romig and her books at aletharomig.com. Find out more about the show at steamystoriesforwomen.com.